0: Hey church family, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. Listen, right now at Carterville, we are talking about community. We're in the middle of a sermon series that I am loving the opportunity to preach. Uh, We're talking about what it is to be us, to be Carterville Baptist Church, and what are the possibilities as we become more and more indebted to each other and as a church family that loves one another better in every way. So for some of the podcasts right now, I just want to emphasize how community can happen in different aspects of our church life, and uh, my dialogue partner today is my friend Mike Hogan, who is our discipleship pastor. So, Mike, thanks for being here today, man.
1: Thanks, Ben. I appreciate the invitation.
0: Hey, so uh, Mike, I just want to show you a little respect here. I mean, you've been you've been at Carterville, you've been leading at Carterville as a, as the discipleship pastor for years, but volunteered before that as you know Sunday school director, as a deacon. You 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 came here when you were 16 in 1969 and you have loved this church for 50 years, right? So you got a super unique perspective, which I love hearing from at work. But uh, I want to talk about Community Mike with you just for a few minutes because you oversee some of the ministries that in my mind help us create and facilitate healthy Christian community probably better than most of the other things we're doing, right? The the Wednesday night discipleship environments, the Sunday morning small group Sunday school ministries. So let's just talk about uh, the overlap, Mike, between community and and these small groups. I'll just let you kick off with kind of, I guess, opening comments.
1: Well, with... The traditional Sunday school model, which we have utilized for many, many years, and the discipleship model that we have chosen uh, on Wednesday evenings that we presently call Carterville Cafe, uh, in reality, we probably had gotten kind of in a rut, Ben, to be honest with you, in that we show up on Sunday mornings at 9.15, we teach our class, we call that community, and we go home. Uh, Sometimes we would contact our members throughout the week, uh, and sometimes maybe we would wouldn't contact our members throughout the week. We certainly would take care of the needs of those who were sick or had deaths in their families yeah. or that kind of thing. But in reality, a lot of times we probably did not do as much one-on-one and so forth as we as we would need to. Yeah. During this time of COVID-19, we are finding that many of our Sunday school teachers are finding great value in they're they're being able to contact on a more regular basis and build deeper relationships than we ever are able to sitting in a group setting uh, in a classroom so with them using zoom uh, with them being able to even even text and tweet yeah. and doing something as simple as making phone calls yeah. uh, those personal contacts and touches uh, I've talked to many of our Sunday school leaders that have said during this time in the midst of the difficulties of not being able to meet together corporately and collectively because of COVID-19, uh, they are realizing that they're building some deeper relationships because of some one-on-one yeah. environments. Uh, I'll give you an example. Okay. My wife and I last Thursday uh, left the church about 11 o'clock. Uh, we took a whole bunch of discipleship magazines uh, like Journeys and so forth, uh, Sunday school books because we were uh, June 1st, the first Sunday in June, we needed a new Sunday school curriculum. And we went out and We made 23 visits. Uh, It only took a couple of hours. We mapped out our route uh, with a lot of our senior adults that still do not feel comfortable in coming that are, are every day, uh, reading their journeys, reading their mature livings, reading their Sunday school lessons, but they, they had to have the material in which to do that. Uh, and so it was just a great time of being able to to knock on a door with my mask on and my yeah. gloves on and, and keep them as safe as sure, possible, sure. Uh, but but to, to be able to, to do that. So uh, we have women's groups uh, that are meeting. Tammy is meeting with her, her women's normal women's cafe group. She's doing that on Thursday nights in lieu of Wednesdays. And ladies, if you'd like to be involved, if you'll call Tammy, she'll give you the password of how to get in uh, into that group uh, and be able to, to zoom together with them. Uh, but right now, uh, we are we're just seeing many many opportunities of our people being able to, to get back together and to, uh, rather than in a corporate setting, yeah. uh, but through much of the technology, which you know because yeah. I'm the old guy on staff, uh, I'm not I'm not as good with, but but thankfully many of our folks are.
0: Yeah, you're doing a great job with that, and and I appreciate you making those contacts. And I'll I appreciate you reminding us too that yeah, there's a big difference, Mike. Uh, I'm a Sunday school teacher. You know, I love my Sunday school class. That's one thing mm-hmm. that's you know some of my pastor friends think I'm crazy for teaching Sunday school. Yeah, and then going, but I love I love my Sunday school class. I think I've taught Sunday school since I was eighteen. You know, but uh, for me, you know, just listening to you, it reminds me there's a really big difference between teaching a class. And leading a christian community and and I just and I want to speak that out loud because I know your vision, I know your heart, and you know what we'd love to see at Carterville you know, uh, you and I talk about these things and, and maybe sometimes the whole church family doesn't see the, the, the vision. I probably don't pitch this often enough, but you know, for those of us who lead those small groups, you know, just imagine the difference in the mentality for me as a teacher. If I show up and say, I've got to teach this lesson versus, um, this lesson is a part of me shepherding this community and I want to create Christian community. I just want to challenge our teachers, you know, as you're listening, as you think about, you know, uh, other people making those contacts or you and Debbie going around and just visiting people. One of the things that COVID has shown us for sure is that we miss community. Like, I I think people are so desperate. I remember in the earlier stages of COVID when you would get to see somebody that you, and you haven't seen people in, you know, really in weeks, you just, your heart kind of, Lipped. I remember how good it was to see people come, able to come back into the church in some capacity. This is crazy, Mike. But I remember um, the, when the tornadoes came through Laurel and we went to, you know, to go you know, to uh, seminary to go do some chainsaw work and just seeing people again. I know we're in the middle of a disaster and I just thought, wow, something feels good. What is it? Oh, it's being around all these people. I haven't been in community in a, in a minute. I need to, you know, we, we need to, to keep that strong. So that's one of the things that I recognized in COVID was just how badly we needed community. And, you know, you mentioned senior adults, so I'll throw this out there to cue our next question, you know, but um, Mike, when we visit the nursing homes and my heart is breaking right now for our sisters uh, who are in the nursing home, you know, in our church family right now, just because you think about it, um, you know, they have really for the last, I mean, I guess 10 weeks now or something like that, maybe more, you know, they haven't been able to have visits from from family members on the outside. That hurt. That's hard. As a pastor, I feel like, I feel like something's wrong because I can't go and see my people. But I can tell you over the years of visiting in in our nursing homes, you know, one of the things that I hear the most when somebody becomes homebound or when somebody moves into um, an assisted living facility is they'll say, Ben, I miss so many things, but Ben, I miss my church family so bad. And I, and I realize how important community, like the the people. It's not the preaching; they're not missing my sermons. I promise you. <laughs> what they miss is celebrating Jesus with people that they love, and you know, watching that for some of our church members who who are in the nursing home now. So I'm I'm 43, you know, I'm in that right that midlife moment, and I'm looking at our church family you know, scattered of all ages, right and i'm just thinking man I, I hope we're not too busy for that i hope we realize that we need to be that we're creating community and we need to be creating community that we're intentional you know because uh, when i see some of these seniors who say i miss my church most of all uh, i almost want to look at us and say hey are we are we engaged in the church in the same way that they were so mike as you look back you know 50 years with this church family that you've been loving these people and serving um I think some of our strong moments, when I look back at church history uh, for Carterville, have been built when there was strong sense of community. You've seen that. Like, can you reflect back on any experiences you remember? You know, it could have been Sunday school groups, or it could have just been when you were raising your kids, and you know, or, or any of these moments where you looked up and you saw a Sunday school class, or your own life, or wherever, where you recognized the power of Christian community in the church.
1: I think there's been several examples of course uh when you look back at the history of the church yeah. uh and the and, and I hate to use buildings as part of that but right. but through building through building projects where the community rallied together uh and there were work days where people came and and prepared the sites for people to uh, to serve together and to be able to work together and there was a a common purpose and a common goal yeah. uh the first the first trip that went to Nicaragua yeah and and there were uh, that was back in the late 70s uh, yeah. through the church. And many of our church members were able to go, but many others who were not able to go uh, were here at the church packing pills. Uh, everybody was bringing something in to, to ship down to mm-hmm. there for as far as food and so forth. So there was a commonality of purpose yeah. uh, centered around uh, those things that helped people feel apart. To help them to to grow community uh, wise and to uh, to have a sense of of we are doing this together uh, collectively as yeah. a team uh, something that I couldn't do individually myself uh, but the whole church uh, rallying together uh, to do that and so uh, through those things we saw that during Katrina uh, w- uh, where where church members uh, were helping to to cut trees off other yeah. church members I mean there was a ton of that stuff going on and some people that said I can't do that. But they went to one of our sister churches every day, where food uh, was being prepared, yeah. uh, and they spent weeks and weeks down there cooking meals right. uh, to go out, uh, as a sense of not only community within the church, but community yeah. within the kingdom, uh, in in spreading through that. When the tornadoes came through Pedal, yeah, uh, there were there were. Tons and tons of church members that we never knew were out there until later yeah. that were in their neighbors' homes and, serving, and in their yeah. serving uh, and and doing things with their with their community yeah. and, and so forth. I think that's one of the things that that maybe for me uh, the coronavirus uh, has. Has helped me to see is with the coronavirus, we kind of have a sense of where everybody is because we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, and so we know that we're all sheltered in place, or we're all not going to work, or we're pretty much all. And and it didn't take but about a week or so to figure out who's doing what within our within our our community units, which we call Sunday school or right. or, or those things. Uh, and then uh, and and very often in our normal everyday life. Life, we kind of lose track of that because we become if we're not careful so scattered yeah. uh in because there are these kids are playing this and these children are doing this and these families are doing this are so busy and so we're just so busy that we kind of lose that sense of yeah. of now we're all in one boat we all are kind of relating to one another and that that comes from our our conversing with one another what's going on in your life what's those one on one conversations that we can have those small group conversations conversations. conversations where we find out where people truly are and Mm -hmm. really are, uh, in their, in their present environment. Uh, and it also opens up the doors when we're having those conversations, when something bad happens, uh, for you know, it's very difficult for me to come to you, Ben, and say, "Hey, Ben, I'm really having a struggle right now. Could you help me?" Because we're independent; we don't yeah. like to ask that. But our small group communities help us to rely on one yeah. another. And in the in the bad times when we really need to reach out, uh, it makes it easier for us to do that. Right. When in the good times we have we have shared together and we have we have related together, and so uh, I think this has helped us. To, to build really uh, a deeper sense of community because yeah. we're all kind of in the same boat that I hope we never lose when we're when this is, is you know more open and we're we're more yeah. scattered about, but that yeah. we, we hang on to those.
0: So principles. knowing knowing that most of our small groups are about to come back online at some point, right? I mean I know that children in preschool will be a little bit farther down the road until mm-hmm. we know that sure. we can care for those kids properly, but You know, at some point, adult Sunday school and college Sunday school and youth Sunday school, you know, all all these groups will be gathering again. And I just, you know what, I want to encourage us, like, let's use that as a fresh relaunch. I know that we've been Zooming and keeping up with each other, but, you know, let's imagine this day forward. Like, what would it look like if our small groups, if we as leaders in our small groups uh, really work to create legitimate community where we love each other deeply where we were serving together, where we knew how to care for each other, I honestly believe that a strong sense of community's got the power to transform the church. Yeah, you know, I look at the seasons when our church is, you know, has had key leaders that were leading, um, you know, just remarkably well, and and I think about how many of those people were embedded in strong Christian community at some point in their through a Sunday school class, or you know, I think back to the folks who used to go to Nicaragua together, or you know, the ski trip. You know, the families that used to go on the on the ski trip, mm-hmm. and some of them still eat lunch together. I think you know after church. And that's been and that's been a decade, you know. Well, a decade and a half. Longer than that. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Longer than that. And and I I even look like as silly as this example might be. You know, um, I adore my wife, right? And she followed Jesus really well through high school and college, much better than I did. And one of the reasons that she did is because at Carterville she had a strong community of Christian friends that walked with Jesus with her. And so you know, from youth group to senior adults and everywhere in between, I just think our church is going to be stronger and better if we have legitimate Christian community. Uh, But I recognize that that won't happen by accident. And so I'm just going to encourage, you know, our church family, especially our small group leaders, hey gang, let's make sure that we're taking the extra steps to create community. Mike, thank you for leading our discipleship process and those communities that happen.
1: Yep. One other thing, Ben, that I've thought about, this is a great time. If you are a member of Carnival Baptist Church. Yeah. And you feel like that—that that maybe you've been, uh, you know, you've disassociated yourself in some way. Maybe you've been a
0: while since you were here.
1: Yeah, and maybe, maybe your 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 Sunday school group is not not meeting your particular needs right now. Yeah, and you you know, and we always feel bad about. Well, I, I really need to move to another group or whatever. This is a perfect time. A perfect time. We may need to create a half a dozen new units yeah, for, for, right. for people, you know, and, uh, and and to feel connected and so forth. So if you're in that place, please feel free to give me a call Call Ben. We—it's not about personalities. Look, if you're in my group and you don't want to be a part of that anymore, please, please love me enough and love yeah. Christ enough to tell me and let me help you find a place where you can feel yeah. comfortable and you can grow well, in community, so that we can we can make sure that you are you are maturing in your faith, you're being transformed into the person no. God wants you to be, and you can have a, a group that will help to meet your community needs if they're not being met right now.
0: That's a fantastic idea. Like what if COVID launched five new small groups? You know, what if, I mean, so what does it take? It takes a, a committed leader and I don't know, two friends yeah. and, and let's start. And you new may be that leader. That, Let you, me know. You yeah. may, you may. So why don't we do that? Mike, thanks so much, man. Let's create community at Carterville. Thanks everybody for listening today. I hope you have a blessed day as you enjoy Christian community and serve the Lord on his mission.